DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver. And he joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Samson, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? I'm good. I, I'm wondering which of the uh, Jekyll and Hyde uh, Samson Nakua's I'm talking to. Am I, am I talking to the nice guy who you see after practice and he's making jokes about the length of his hair? Or I'm talking to that foul-mouthed bleep who's out there taunting people during games and can't wait for the plate in so he can start yakking again. Yeah, you know, it's uh, early morning, so you're getting a nice chance today. Uh, oh, good. Okay. Talk, I'll save it for the field. <laughs> the game was streamed, so a lot of people didn't get to see it. But, Samson, <laughs> they got under your skin or you got under yours because every time they took a shot of you, you and some dude, and it was different dudes for their team, were barking at each other. And when you finally bait one of them into a 15-yard penalty, and I saw you got up, get up, you knew you did it. It was like your goal, your mission at that point was to get 15 yards on that guy. And your brother jumps him and wrecks the thing, and it's offsetting penalties. What did you tell your brother? Oh, my goodness. I was going to slap him in the back of the head. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And I was like, coach, it doesn't say stay calm and collected. I was calm and collected. I was ready to get the guy and Puka came and saved my butt a little bit. The little big bro just watching out for me, thankfully. <laughs> but it was all good, you know. Uh, I think we went down and scored on the drive, so, you know, it was okay for him to do that. <laughs> I wasn't too mad for that. We saw your brother got a little banged up. How's he feeling today? Oh, he's a little soft. He's fine. <laughs> he's just being soft. I... I I went to the tent after, and I slapped him. I was like, hey, stop being soft. I was like, not in the South. I was like, everyone's already on our heads right now. So I was like, we can't be soft. And thankfully, he got up and came back into the game. <laughs> but he's okay. So was there a brief moment there? Was it Because your brother scored on the first play of the second quarter. It's 14-3. And then they take over. Touchdown. They stop you on downs. They get another score. And I'm sure there were some... Cougar fans having Coastal Carolina flashbacks. But you guys, from the moment they took the lead, you dominated the rest of the game. So uh, what happened for yeah. 10 minutes there? Did you guys just lose focus? Um, I think we just started off a bit slow. Um, I think with the offense, we were just moving a bit slowly. Same with the defense. Everyone just had to adjust, um, get a feel for the for the team and what they were doing, and uh, then just get rolling with what we had schemed up. Um pass into the end zone that he should have caught. I should have put us up even. We should have been up 14-3, I think. Um, but it was just everyone just coming out a little slow, but um, everyone was able to just stay with their heads on and just keep working and uh, just came out on top. With your experience at the University of Utah for many years, are you going to tell these boys what it's like to go into the L.A. Coliseum and play the USC Trojans? I tell them, but, you know, with uh, being here – uh, BYU, it's a little different. It's a home game everywhere we go. And uh, the last couple of times I've been to the Coliseum, it has been rowdy. But it being BYU, I think it's going to be a home home advantage for us. So it's going to be an interesting change of uh, things with uh, with going up there. But um, it's going to be a good game no matter what their record is and how they're playing. Um, USC is always a really good team. So it's going to be a battle no matter what. Well, Samson, now with name, image, and likeness money, you're actually paid to say stuff like that. But USC is four and six, 
and they've lost four of the last five games, and UCLA just beat them 62-33. to So I think the Cougar fans sitting in the car right now shaking their heads saying, Samson, come on. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, um, shoot, we've all, everyone looks throughout our season, we could definitely be, uh, what, 10-1? and one? Yeah. Um, and so we've always had our fair share of not showing up to games. So um, anything, anything – can happen in this game of football. Um, any team could show up and uh, honestly swing things a different way than people uh, would assume they are going. So, um, and it's Pac-12 football. USC has always been the top dog, no matter what, and they're still putting points up on the board. So it's going to be a battle, no matter what. And it's going to be a fun game. Yeah, down in the Coliseum. You look at it, uh, Utah State senior night, first place on the line, playing last place Wyoming, and Wyoming drills them. So certainly SC is capable of doing that. I, I would think that that's going to be the message. And b- because of the fact of last game and all that stuff, there shouldn't be any lack of attention or focus going into this game. Exactly. It's their senior night, probably two for them. So, you know, they're trying to make a statement for their seniors, trying to send them out with some love. So I think it's a senior night round three for us. So we're about to go turn up down in the Coliseum. So we got to come out ready, do our thing, focus really focus in practice this week and uh, not the, not let things slip away from us and just come out ready to hop, um, ready to play and uh, punch them in the mouth, 21 zip. Hopefully we can start it off how we've been starting a couple games. Uh, you're an old guy, so I can't imagine you knew any of the eighth graders uh, when you were a senior, but are there guys on your team who know Jackson Dart, obviously a local guy, quarterback in USC now? Um, I think there are a couple guys that uh, played with him. Um, some of our walk-ons played with him over at Corner Canyon, right? Yeah. Yeah, Corner Canyon. I, I remember I played with one of my teammates over at uh, the U, Van, Van Fillinger. Um, he played with uh, yeah, Dart a little bit, too. Um, the the kid's good. Obviously, he got the starting job over there, and he's been making it work for his first year. Um, he still has a couple, a uh, lot to adjust to, but he's not a bad quarterback at all. He He's going to do good. He's going to show up with the team. And so we've got to come out and play our game. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is just being locked in for whatever they throw at us and just stick to our schemes. You've mentioned now, you've been on with us this entire season several times about these away games and the amount of fans that BYU has had. And you've said that, you know, it's like a home game. And you've gone out of your way to mention it. So were you surprised? Have you been surprised? Is this something you expected when you went out on the road? No, total, total surprise. Um, I definitely understood that, you know, the church is everywhere. We send missionaries all over the world, across the states. Um, but I didn't know how much love we really hold and how many fans we really have. And people will, like, look up to BYU football and just BYU athletics. So um, it's been honestly so fun being able to go to any away game and see more than half the stadium or at least half the stadium our fans cheering us on here in BYU chant. BYU chant in Georgia was unreal. Going to Baylor, hearing BYU chant, it was unreal. And um, I believe going to L.A., it's going to be the same thing. And um, it's just going to be – it's been amazing to for it to be a home game everywhere we go. I've never experienced anything like it. And it's, just, it's been all love. You know, it'll be interesting uh... – 
I don't know that it'll be like everywhere else you've gone. I, I think it could be even more intense because there are so you drive you draw a two or three hour circle around the LA Coliseum, and there are a lot of people who are BYU fans, and that doesn't count the people who want to leave colder weather for warmer weather here and are planning to go down on a holiday weekend. I I don't know. I guess Vegas in the opener. I, I think I think it'll be that, and it it might be a little bigger even. I think so too. Coliseum people, it's going to be. I think it's going to go crazy too. I believe so, and I'm I'm excited for it because I remember going out to Vegas and I was not expecting that in Vegas, and I can only imagine now people want to come see this game because everyone knows it's going to be a battle. No matter USC's record, it's going to be a good battle, and it's going to be fun to watch both teams perform out there. So, what would five and zero in the Pac-12 play mean to the guys at BYU? Because that's what you're shooting for. Shoot. Um, I think that will mean a lot for them in uh, the upcoming years, and uh, and wherever wherever it takes them in the Big Twelve or in uh, upcoming schedules, it just gives them more confidence to show them that hey, man, if you believe in this team and you believe in your coaches and you just work hard and uh, stick to the schemes, that any you can make it work no matter where you're at, no matter if you thought any team was a power five, they were better than BYU always. Like hey, we we had the hardest schedule BYU's had in probably like 20 years, I think, and. We can end out at ten and two. We could have had a better season, but ten and two shows we can rock with anyone and play with anyone in the nation. And um, hopefully, it just gives the guys confidence for the upcoming years. Samson Nakua joining us, BYU wide receiver. Uh, is the season kind of uh, you know you tick down on the number of games here? Does the end of the year sneak up on you? Do you feel like an old guy? Do you get a little misty-eyed once in a while? I do. I do get. I feel. I feel a little old. Honestly, uh, talking to these guys, give them some knowledge that I've got over the years, and I'm just looking back and like, dang, I never thought I'd be in this position to be able to just give back knowledge. Um, I just always thought I'd always just be learning myself and just keep trying to improve myself and never thinking about others and teaching and helping others. But it's been such a long ride, and it's crazy. It's trying not to cry about it, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's been crazy. I've been loving it, especially coming back down to BYU. All the love down here and everything about down here has been amazing. You talk about how you still like Utah and you still have a connection to them. Has this sort of been the best of both for you because you're winning at a high level, you beat Utah, and now it looks like Utah has got a realistic shot to go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Those guys back to the Pac-12 over there. Those are my dogs. (laughs) Go over there whooping whooping Oregon's butt, huh? Yeah. Dunking them. They should have passed the controls early right before halftime. Oregon should have stepped onto the plane. <laughs> Shoot. Those are my dogs right there. They've been killing them. I went to Sunday yesterday. I went to go visit some of them. I leave and go to go get some breakfast with them and eat and catch up. Um, it was really cool, honestly, to see them doing really good and um, having a having a hard year losing one of our teammates. And uh, But then, you know, just picking it up and uh, – just fighting, and it's been it's been awesome to see them doing their thing right now. I mean, we see it, but you played there, and you know the guys. What what is the emotion? I mean, I don't even know if you can put it into words when Covey steps out of the last tackle and he's at the twenty, and everybody knows he's going into the end zone with zeros on the clock. If they push him out of bounds at the twenty-five, it's all for show, oh. but it doesn't matter. But he steps yeah. out of there; it just looked like bedlam. Man, it was wonderful. I was jumping, cheering on the plane because that's when everyone's seen it. Um, and it was all love from the whole plane, actually. Everyone was going crazy for Cubby. <laughs> everyone loves Cubby. Everyone knows Cubby. 
the hometown hero from Provo and Salt Lake, just killing it. And, uh, he's been a hero to everyone in Utah. I'm a C-Cub. He's been doing his thing for a lot of years now out here in college. But <laughs> he's been uh, he's been a great mentor for everyone, and it's just it's really cool to see him keep doing his thing. Yeah, for sure. There's been some talk of Kalani, you know, has put together two very good seasons, obviously, and he's drawn some interest potentially for some other programs because this time of year, every year, there's always a bunch of openings. There's already three in the Pac-12. There might be more and all that stuff. Uh, What would you say to the administration as far as them making more of a financial commitment to the program to make sure Kalani stays? Um. It would be in their best interest to keep the man. Um, me and my brother played at different programs, and we loved it there, and we were dedicated and loved everything about our programs. But um, just coming back down here, it was a different vibe. Um, the love, the friendship that we have with not just the team but our coaches, and it doesn't even feel like it's a coach and player bond. It just feels like we're friends and that we can talk to each other about anything, whether it be football or life. Um, everyone just able to talk and just lay lay it all on the table, and um, they got to keep a man like that. Um, not only does he change it on the field, but he changes our lives off. And um, after our losses, we didn't even talk about the loss in the game. He just told us to go smile, and go hug our families, and tell them how much we love them, and tell them how thankful we are for them for coming out, and um, try to show gratitude for our family and. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a it's a lot bigger than uh, football around here, and um, it just means a lot more to players, I think, and um, to myself for sure. And they got to keep a man like that because he makes a bigger impact than people know. So when you look around the country, you see fan bases that think they win because of the letters on the on the chest or the logo on the helmet. And there is a certain entitlement that comes with that. And mm-hmm. I know it's an Alabama and Ohio State thing, but it is much bigger than that and much more pervasive than that. Can you explain to people how much the people matter? The logo stays the same, but the people change, and how different it is based on the people who are running the show. Oh, it's very different. Um, shoot, uh, Utah is the same way up there, um, dedicated by the logos. Um, we grind up there. Uh, Utah, we respect the process to a T. Like, it's a grind just like Ohio State, like Alabama. I think Utah's grind is just like theirs. I don't doubt it one bit. And um, you're always going to get players that are dedicated to the game and uh, – will never disrespect this process. You know, they're they're willing to die for it. Um, and um, sometimes it almost feels like it's just, how can I explain it? Sometimes at those programs, it almost feels like it's almost like a military base. You know, we do what we're told and commanded. And um, you do it because you love the team and you love the coaches and you respect and you want to do it and you want to make it to where you want to get in this life, so you do it. And um, but when you have someone that's just there and shows you that there's just more to it, that he wants you to respect his process and grind and love it, and I don't, it's a hard. I don't really know how to. It's very hard to explain. But there's just something that down here shows that there's just more than football that we can teach and grow to be better young men in our lives and helping with our families because this game translates so much more 
to our regular lives. And um, sometimes over at other schools, it feels like it's just straight football. And uh, sometimes they forget about our that we're actually human beings, that we're young teenagers in this in this world, making mistakes, trying to learn and grow up without our parents here. We're miles and miles away from our families, trying to do it on our own. Of course, we're going to make mistakes, but sometimes coaches forget that we're kids and they, I don't know, it's just a lot. And uh, this program's good. They take care of you and um, they love you and uh, help you grow so much in every way possible. And it's just beautiful down here. Well, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us, Samson, and uh, good luck at USC. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a wonderful day. Samson Nakua, BYU wide receiver, headed to the Coliseum for game number 12. The 9-2 Cougars trying to hit double digits and wins back-to-back seasons. Fantastic. <clears throat> Fantastic season if you get that. I mean, they've had a pretty good season either way. 9-3 and three is nothing to sneeze at, but to go 5-zip and zip, in the Conference of Champions. Wasn't even on our radar no. at the start of the year. Are you kidding me? Yogi Roth, when he yeah. brought up that, what was the number? Was it they can't go three and two or they can't go two and three? Can't go three and two. Three and two, yeah. yeah. And now just trying to salvage a win and nobody really thinks that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I think you're underestimating SC, though. Uh, they've got the potential. I don't underestimate that at all. But they've lost four out of five. Well, they suck defensively, but you get a couple of turnovers or you commit a couple of turnovers, you get loose of the ball. Their offense is pretty good. Their offense will score. Yeah. Yes. Even with the loss of the best receiver. They scored, 30, uh, in, they in scored the, 33 the points yeah. against UCLA, and I know the pressure was off once the game opened up. But nonetheless, they are clearly capable of doing that. Right. So I don't think it's a walk in a park. Uh, I, I think it's going to be more like a little bit, uh, well, all, all uh, trying to recall, Arizona... They kind of had that comfortably tension just a little bit. But the other ones have you know, been pretty close games. Coming up next, Bryn Covey. You were wondering if he flashed the O in the end zone, and uh, I got people sending me still shots now. Apparently, there is a question. He did something that looked like that. You did not imagine it. Okay. Now, what exactly <laughs> was he doing? Was he flashing the O? There's one other possible explanation. We will get to that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Nick Ford at 9 o'clock might be able to answer the question. Maybe Britton told him. We'll ask Nick, too. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.